This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. Indeed. Stream hype. Enjoy that countdown while you can. We're coming up on the one year anniversary spectacular of the Troll Patrol Live that is coming at you on 420. We will be taking the air at 4 o'clock Eastern Time. We will be celebrating 420 all across the country. I've got a whole bunch of shit I'm going to be pulling out. So if you haven't read all the shit in the countdown... All those jokes are going to go to waste. Everything gets redone. Big show tonight. We're going to talk about guns. And what a fitting day to talk about guns. We've got multiple shootings to talk about. Hell, it's just another day in America. A mass shooting taking place in Texas within the last couple of hours. A suspect is in custody. We're going to break that down. Going on, Rocky Flame. Fresh out of Facebook jail, producer Dave is. Welcome, Echoplex Media. Check out my friends. I think that worked. No, it didn't. Fuck that. But I, hey, producer Dave. I've got a whole show planned, but as I was coming on, I happened to see this and I was like, you know what? We may just watch this dumb fuckery. I, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, satanic panic, uh, cult kind of night, isn't it? Politics. Everybody should take a little page from Eminem and just say, yeah, I did it. I think Graham Allen is one of the dumbest motherfuckers there is. We've got Tammy Lauren in the middle, and I don't even know who the guy on the end is. Uh, my name's Jeremy, and this question's for Brandon. Um, Brandon something or other, I guess. A situation's going to arise where the left is going to ask to defund the police once again. Is there a situation where they're going to request the defunding of police in a, in, a, in a more improved way, I guess you're saying? Yeah, I think they, listen, they have to say these things because they put their foot in their mouth and they want to be outraged every time a police officer does something, just like with this George Floyd case. They have to keep running the same crazy talking points because they've already put it out there. This is what they're running on. They make money on it. So What's the cra- Oh my God! Police officer is the bad person, and so they have to have a solution for to the problem that they create, which is defunding the. They make money on it, he said. It's never going to come to fruition in any real way, because as we can see around the entire country, all these places where they defunding the police, where they're shaming. Will Witt, I don't. I'm not sure I know him. Control people are people are people's lives are in danger, uh, people are dying. I mean, all of these things. Police officers are quitting departments. They're not c- recruiting um, good police officers. Um, oh, it's, it's a, you knew the dude problem. in the audience? Pushing and oh, you mean the dude that's holding it for TPUSA out in the audience? Of a defunded police not the person that asked the question. Look at how well-funded TPUSA is. Look at that backdrop. Two-part question. So, um, 
So I was, um, I was at the um, Capitol. I was on the steps of the Capitol January 6th. I'm so we have an insurrectionist. Please get the FBI in here. He said he was at the Capitol. Officers get sprayed with bear spray. You know, I put this on my blog. I've seen them get sprayed with bear spray. It affected me, you know, as it probably should affect anyone here. And um, let me see. So, you know, and I've, you know, I listen to both sides. I listen to everything. I've, I've spoken with cops that are trying to, to, do, uh, to do justice and reform their own department. And they love this country. They've served in the military. Um, so, you know, like I've heard all the arguments like, you know, is, uh, are the bad apples eroding trust in the community? Yes. <laughs> You know, we, we all agree. Uh, I, there's a couple masks, at least. I mean, it is a college campus. Uh, yeah. Looks like she has one, but it's under her nose. You know, this dude's got a mask on with a flag on it. Qualified immunity. Also, yes. Um, this dude's asking you a good question. No, but can you just get to the question? I'm sorry, man. So, I don't want to be rude. Uh, more people are in line. Just, so the, just other, the, the other part is that most of the people trying to whistle, all the police officers that are whistleblowers, throughout the nation. The funny part is that most of them served in the military because there's a military code of justice. Can you ask a question? Can you ask a question, sir, please? They're getting rude with him because he's making good points. What are your thoughts? Because when they get to being officers, there's no military... He's just nervous. The people asking questions in an event like this aren't media trained. Okay, there was a lot. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where, what, you're, what you're saying. Let's talk about the, the qualified immunity. Let's talk about that. I think that's an important yeah, I mean, point to how, talk about. I, I don't understand why people think that police officers should be subject to being held liable independently when they're acting on behalf of the state or municipality. So it, it makes why, sense. Why not? People are going down the Doesn't that shoot down your bad apple argument? Deranged. Um, policies because they know nothing about law enforcement. So if you're going to say it's an individual cop's actions and not a, a system, not right, then why wouldn't you want them to be held liable? Nobody's teaching a police officer to shoot somebody in the back. Nobody's teaching a police officer to, 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 to murder people for no reason. Or, or Yes, yes, they are. They literally are. So when you're talking about police reform, let's have an honest conversation and, and quit trying to devalue police defund police, humiliate police, and make them susceptible to things that they should not be. Oh, my God. The guy in the audience was trying to have an honest conversation. This motherfucker. I'd like to add to that. If you have unprotected police, you'll have no police. Period. Good. 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 If you had to go out there every single day knowing that. You do. You do. Everybody does. We all go to our our work. And you've got nobody backing you up. And face liability. And on the UCMJ thing, let me let, let me answer that. The military, the United States military, does have that nine and a half times out of ten. If there's issues in the military, there's this thing called handling it internally, and they don't broadcast it all over the news to try to paint the military as a whole as this bad thing. So, last point, you said that there wow. are apples that are ruining the police for the wow. Community. My question to you is: Are there really that many bad apples? Or is yes. The only thing, is that the only thing that the fake news media is dumping down your throat every single day? Because I just, I don't see it. I don't Watch see the it. videos every, hey, if you don't see it, Graham Allen, tune into the Troll Patrol Live every every night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You know what I mean? Fucking videos. We've watched the cops. 
That's become martyrdom now. Resist arrest and then you make a name for yourself. Resist arrest and you'll be the new martyr for the cause. How disgusting is that? Last night, last night we watched a music producer. He was just taking out his trash, got grabbed by the cops. This, this happened in L.A. Weren't taught that that was a cool thing to do. Weren't taught that that was somehow their duty for the... Tons of ex-military joined and are appalled. There was the one in Virginia that they shot the suspect dead. And then they had to fire him because they said he put everybody else's life on the line. Go through the right process and the right protocol. You don't get to just act crazy and lawless. Otherwise, they are all bad apples. And I don't see cops arresting other cops. It's always outside investigations. And I think that's disgusting, Tammy. I am a son and a nephew of two police officers of 25 years. I've been recently feeling discouraged about the good and this question's more towards the field. I'm just more looking for. I want you to feel discouraged, white boy, as to how I can kind of put my beliefs out there and be able to maintain like a strong character. I'm not high enough for this shit. My uncle go through such hardship over the past 25 years of being hated and still putting their lives on the line. Yeah, I think, you know, what people have to understand is that everybody has a mission in this. You know, some people may be on social media. Some people may be, um, be able, they're able to. I work with an organization, a former LAPD. Telling the truth. That's the best. A uh, police do. officer. His Never father was an LAPD down. captain. So, uh, Quit the force. Is now a whistleblower. You support police. Against the police. All of these things that these individuals are saying are just complete lies and, and foolery. You have police officers that are in your family that you know. You see them on a day-to-day basis. You know what work that they do. You know how hard they work. You know how, what quality of men they are. So just stand. Lies and complete foolery. Overtop you. Tell the truth every time. You but it's not lies. I've and done it. I've done it here on the show. I've laid out all the evidence. For men and women who serve. Yeah, the, uh, the biggest thing I would say to you is, and, and I say this all the time, it's easy to say what you believe, and it's easy to talk about what you stand for when you're surrounded by other people that believe the same things that you do. It's hard to go out there and stand for what you believe and your principles when people will hate you for it. But this is the difference between us and the left. And this is What? Brandon likes to say this all the time. In the end, we will win because we stand on morals. We stand on character. We stand on what the Bible teaches us every single day. The left stands on nothing except they want things to be their way. That's all it is. We need real people. We need real leaders to stand. But up. they like they don't come into our space because Lord knows we have enough. I would go stand toe to toe with any of them. They would like. It's just like going on Maskless Moses' show. He's got to he's got to make sure it's compartmentalized and he has control. All three of these fuckers will only appear in controlled environments in front of a friendly crowd right now. And I found this as well. You know, that human connection that you have because you have family that's in law enforcement, if you can actually have a one-on-one conversation with somebody that is a BLM or a defund the police person or just a liberal in general, if you can have a conversation and be like, hey, listen, I'm the product of a police family. This is what my family has done for the community. Come on. Come on. 917-830-4359. Call, call and tell me about it. And, and rest their case on this. But when you say, hey, listen, I got a personal connection to that. Let me tell you about what my family has done for the community. And you know for a fact Sam would have any of those three on. All they had to do was make contact and they, they could be on. 
and it would probably raise their profile, but they're afraid. They are afraid. Hi, my name is Jamie. Um, I have a question. What's up, Jamie? Um, I have a 17-year-old who's graduating high school this year. Um, he's actually graduating a year early. He had a hope of having a career in yep. law enforcement or the Air Force, and he feels discouraged from doing either. Good. I'm glad he feels discouraged. I want him to feel... I, I am... I take solace in the fact that all these people are like, right. oh, I feel I discouraged about being a cop. I'm glad you feel discouraged. I'm glad you feel discouraged that your family was a, a fucking job. cop. It's, a it's a calling on your life. And so when you have a calling on your life, then it's up to you to answer that call no matter what. It doesn't matter what the president is doing. It doesn't matter what's... I'll answer that call. 917-830-4359. If you are a right-winger, I want to hear from you. I constantly get them online. They're like, you're trying to cancel me. I'm like, no, motherfucker. Call in. I'll let you speak for like the whole fucking hour. I'll let y'all figure the rest out with the people in there. I am so... Even how the leftists are pushing from the from the brow, it like I'm bumping the officer isn't all bad either. So when you're on the police department, depending on what jurisdiction, when I'm not talking, it's uh, you may not encounter these lunatics that are wanting to defund you every day. You may work for it's it's when they go to a question, it's really, really low. I would choose the police department that's going to be supportive, but don't focus on all the noise, focus on your calling, and I think that's the best answer you can give. And uh, what I would say to you and to your son, uh, if he is thinking about the military, is I would say that the military don't. needs people like your son. Because let me tell you something. The military is a direct representation of the culture. And the truth is that I was a recruiter for three years. Trust me, I know. The truth is oh, that makes perfect don't sense. enlist in the military. I'm not high enough for this shit. America. They enlist because they want something. Free college, free health care, free this, free that. We need people to go and be the real example of what a patriot looks like inside our military. And so if that is on your Please smoke with me. And that is his calling. We need him because the greatest generation didn't care about their health care and their free college. They cared about America. I'll leave it up to the chat. Do you guys want do you guys want news or do you want to keep watching this? I've got I've got a whole show planned. We can totally watch this. I'm happy with that. I, I saw it on as I was getting ready to come on. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is a TPUSA panel. Especially after the killing of General Soleimani, that there's been increased stigma against the military. Do you want to, does everybody want to see me and Dave do it on a panel and want to see me do news right now? Warlord says news. Well, I mean, it's happened before. You know, we got to check in on Matty Gates. People returning from Vietnam were called baby killers and things like that. So I hope not. They were! We evolved as a society to understand the difference. And this goes for military and police. Uh, I can't bob in with you on Saturday. You can totally go uh, uh, over it on Saturday. I have company. It's WrestleMania weekend. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it, it was so I've got I've got plans for WrestleMania. to be this cuddly cute little bear that you can just pull out when you want a bunch of people to like we'll, we'll get we'll get to the news here in one second let me get let me get a little buzz going on most basic core is to be the most dominant deadly force the world has ever seen and somewhere along the way we forgot that and so my hope would be that we continue to take out terrorists 
that the world is a better place, that they are no longer here. And yes. Oh, guys, let me tell you, I have a video of Senator Kennedy. Yes, old man, old lady Kennedy singing. We're going to watch Senator Kennedy sing a song about vaccines. <laughs> don't uh, don't say that, Scrappy. All right, let's check in. Uh, just in the last couple of hours in Bryan, Texas, there was a mass shooting. One person dead, five hurt. A trooper was shot pursuing the suspect. The shooter is in custody now. A Texas state trooper is in stable condition after being shot pursuing a person suspected of opening fire at a business park in Central Texas Thursday afternoon. He killed one person. He injured another five. This is according to the Texas Department of Public Safety. The trooper is in serious but stable condition, and the suspect is in custody. Further details about the shooting and capture of the suspected gunman have not yet been made available. Thursday evening, shortly before 5 p.m. Central Time, Brian Chief of Police Eric Buskey said a person who they believe to be an employee of Kentmore Cabinets showed up at the company's headquarters and began shooting near the warehouse. So another day in America coincides with Joe Biden giving a press conference earlier today. Is Ninja in chat? Ninja usually lurks around. So this comes on the heels of a shooting in South Carolina that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Eric Carlin, who I've asked to uh, prioritize gun violence. It's also good to see the second gentleman who is here. And uh, it's good to see the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden, who cares deeply about this issue as well. And I look out there and I see so many members of Congress who've led in this fight. So okay, so here's the thing. Less guns are better, right? My my whole my whole thing on it. Here's here's the way I look at it. Because I'm not a, I'm not anti-gun, and the Constitution does protect the right to own a gun. It doesn't say shit about the manufacture and the commercialization of guns. I think that's the problem. It's the gun culture that gun manufacturers have foisted on this country in order to make profit. I think we should outlaw the manufacture, the mass manufacture of guns. You want to you wanna order the parts and put together a gun in your basement? Go for it. I'm down with it. Do it. But we shouldn't have... Remington shouldn't be a company. That's, that's my take on it. So, not anti-gun. Own a gun. Especially, like, we've got 3D printed guns and shit. But you, you shouldn't be allowed to commercialize it, market it. It's... It, 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 because less guns the better. No advertising or lobbying for sure. Like the uh, it's the, it's the industry. It's the gun industry that I cuz once upon a time the NRA was a good organization that taught gun safety and marksmanship. 
let's get back to that. Gun safety and marksmanship. Because they constantly make the argument about responsible gun owners. Where are these responsible gun owners at? Dude in, uh, I believe it was Tennessee, had a permit to carry on campus. Left his gun out on a table. Had a specific... Uh, carve out of the law to allow him specifically to carry a gun. Left it on a table when he went to pick it up. It it uh, discharged. Never given up. So many of you are in, can absolutely determined as Murphy. Most people own them responsibly until they don't. We got a long way to go. It seems like we always have a long way to go. But also uh, today we're taking steps to confront not just the gun crisis but what is actually a public health crisis. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend. As I say, I'm not anti-gun ownership. They're phony arguments. I don't think they should be mass-produced. I don't think they should be marketed, sold commercially. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell crowd, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. We call a freedom of speech. From the very beginning, you couldn't own any weapon you wanted to own. From the very beginning, of the Second Amendment existed. Certain people weren't allowed to have weapons. So the idea is just bizarre to suggest that some of the things we're recommending are contrary to the Constitution. True. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. Let me say it again. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic. It's the it's onion headline. No way to prevent this, says the only country where this regularly happens. Coming to the Oval Office, I got the word that uh, in South Carolina, a, uh, a physician uh, with his wife, two grandchildren, and a person working at his house was gunned down, all five. So many people. By a former NFL star. We're getting ready to talk about that story here in just a little bit. Apparently, it's wild. You know, uh, they know what it's like when the seconds change your life forever. I've had the... You know, I never thought about it that way, Dave. Pleasure of getting to meet in awful circumstances. Many of you, many of you who've lost your children, your husbands, your wives. You know, uh, they know what it's like to bury a piece of their soul deep in the earth. Also, stick with us. We're going to watch a very stupid video of Steven Crowder having somebody put his knee on the back of his neck. Good to see you, but not under these circumstances. We're going to check in with Matt Gates. Because you know what a lot of people have not been... Oh, Eric Bowling. You love Eric Bowling, don't you? Producer Dave. Eric Bowling had a blow up and walked off set. They're absolutely, absolutely determined to make change. But Mark and Jackie, his son Daniel, was a first grader in Sandy Hook Elementary School. Or Daniel. Oh, don't even get me started about our foreign policy fucking up other countries. I see my friend, Fred Gutenberg. That's a, one of the reasons why, like, the, the way we look at immigration pisses me the fuck off is because we don't look at it as like they're coming here because of our own fucking foreign policy. The shooting at the end. Go fuck up every goddamn country we can. He survived. But his two best friends died. Greg Jackson, who was just... People hear the term Banana Republic. 
crossfire of a gunfight. And they it evokes the idea of a banana republic in their hand, but they don't understand that it was the result of U.S. policy. The U.S. did that. Who was speaking with her constituents in front of a grocery store in her state when she was shot and a member of her staff was killed. You know, uh, they're here, and their pain is immense. And you know what a lot of you, hopefully many of you, don't know is you've gone through. And that's like I I don't I don't have the story here. I I didn't put it on the docket for tonight, but like it looks like Joe Biden is going to balk on the Trump order to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Immediacy of what happened at that moment. So I genuinely mean it. Thank you. Thank you for having the courage, the courage to be here, the courage. We should not still be in that country. Senator Blumenthal understands it. A lot of the folks out here understand it. But it takes real courage, so thank you. To turn pain into purpose and demand that we take the action. And get now, I understand if Trump was doing it for enough God knows what reasons. Could not have been in our best interest. No. And if you have to reevaluate, but you can't tell me that you can't come out and at least give us a concrete date when you're going to get the fuck out of there. Every single day. 106 of them die every day. Our flag was still flying at half staff for the victims of the horrific murder of eight primarily Asian-American people. In I should have pulled up the story about the six executive orders he issues here because, like, he's never going to get to the point, is he? You probably didn't hear it, but between those two incidents, less than one week apart, there were more than... A lot better off. 50 additional shootings. 850 <laughs> that took the lives of more than 250 people. And left five. And that's and that Dustin. That's exactly that is exactly what China is doing. They are stepping in in the vacuum that we created, and they're going into other countries, building schools and roads and bridges and shit. Steps we're going to take immediately. And that's how they're positioning themselves for the next century. Needs to be taken going forward to curb the epidemic of gun violence. I asked the attorney general and his team. To identify for me total layup, isn't it? Concrete actions I could take now without having to go through the Congress. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if he would come out and tell us, like, hey, maybe it's going to take until the end of the year, but we are getting out, I'd be okay with that. Because who the fuck knows why Trump did what he did? So called ghost guns. Because you and I aren't looking at that, but there's no reasonable six months to a year, there's no reason why we couldn't be out of there. You can go buy the kit. They have no serial numbers. So when they show up at a crime scene, they can't be traced. And the buyers aren't required to pass a background check to buy the kit, to make the gun. Consequently, anyone, anyone from a criminal to a terrorist can buy this kit in as little as 30 minutes put together a weapon. You know, I want to... That's, I did not know this existed. This is good advertising. I want one of these kits. Which is going to require that the seller... Apparently, they're easy to get. ...make the key parts with serial numbers and run background... And also, talking about a layup, where you're coming up on 420, not only is it the one-year anniversary of the Troll Patrol Live... The second action we're going to take 
Back in 2000, year 2000. If the Democrats are smart, they're going to legalize weed or decriminalize it on the federal level. The report was a pivotal value. It was an important tool. And announced it on 420. Policymakers when I was in the Senate and beyond at all levels to stop firearms from being illegally diverted into dangerous hands. Today, with online sales and ghost guns, times and trafficking methods have changed. And we have to adjust. We also have to ask the Justice Department to... No, he's not based like that. They fucking fired people for past marijuana use from the White House. As it is today, not what it was yesterday. It's one of the reasons why I don't have much faith that they're going to do the right thing. But then again, Chucky Schumer... Modified with stabilizing braces... Is also pushing hard. A stabilizing brace hook in a pencil essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate and a mini rifle. As a result, it's more lethal, effectively turning into a short-barreled rifle. That's what the alleged shooter in Boulder appears to have done. I want to be clear. Do <laughs> you think that's the way it went down? Oh, we just want to get a, a good sense of things. Yep, you're fired. Subject to the National Firearms Act. Motherfucker. The National Firearms Act requires that a potential owner pay $200 fee and submit their name and other identifying information to the Justice Department. Just say they would if they went out and purchased. Yeah, we can't. We can't watch all this shit. He's boring the fucking hell out of me. Let's find out what his executive orders were, because apparently I missed a couple of them. I was like, when's he gonna get to it? Among the actions Biden will take will be to direct the Department of Justice to begin within 30 days the process of requiring uh, buyers of so-called ghost guns. The homemade or makeshift firearms that lack serial numbers to undergo background checks and within 60 days regulating concealed assault style firearms, according to the White House, where the 100 House Democrats wrote to Biden last week, urging him to take action on the concealed assault assault style firearms, which is similar to the one used in the Colorado shooting in which 10 people were killed. Biden will also direct the Department of Justice to provide states with 60 days with a proposed red flag legislation that would permit courts to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who may be a danger to themselves or others and issue a comprehensive report on firearms uh, trafficking. There you go. Now on to the other shooting that went on today. Uh, I guess it might have been last night. Just in time to light one up for the nation's independence. (laughs) He does know a lady in VA that that needs a hit. Defensive back. Philip Adams, who previously played for the 49ers, shot himself after gunning down Dr. Robert Leslie, his wife, and two young grandkids. So there's a picture of Adams. That's the family. This is Adams' father. We've got a quote from him here. He's a good kid. He was a good kid, and he uh, 
I think the football messed him up. Um, you know, I, I don't think he ever did anybody any harm. So all I can tell you, we pray for the family. I mean, he, he has done some people some harm now. The York County Sheriff's Office confirmed that Adams killed himself uh, in a bedroom in his parents' home. Following the massacre, police said that he used a 45 caliber weapon was found with a single gunshot wound to the head. During the attack, a 9mm gun was also used. 911 operators said they received a call from someone screaming that he had been shot. A second call from a witness who was mowing grass was released where the man told dispatchers, I think there's been a bad shooting. The athlete was wearing a hoodie and camouflage pants at the time of the incident when he was uh, when he forced entry into the doctor's home. Following the alleged incident, it was revealed that Adams had a rap sheet which included charges for carrying a concealed gun and assault. Adams, 33, played in 78 NFL games over five seasons. For six teams. He suffered concussions during his time in the league. York County Sheriff's Office said they had searched for hours before finding the suspect in a nearby home. The York County Coroner's Office said that the 70-year-old doctor and his wife, Barbara Leslie, 69, were pronounced dead at the scene, along with grandchildren Ada Leslie and Noah Leslie, 9 and 5. A fifth victim, James Lewis, 38, was found dead outside of the property. Authorities said he had been working at the home when he was shot. His father, Tom, told a reporter, I keep on thinking I was going I was going to wake up and this will have faded away as a bad dream. A car goes by here and I'm expecting James to come crawling up. It's unreal. Uh, the victim was identified as the father of three, Robert Shook. His family said that he is fighting for his life and has received multiple surgeries. So, this is Shook. He's still in critical condition. Philip Adams was later identified as the alleged sus- uh, suspected alleged suspect on Thursday morning. A safety and special teams player from South Carolina State, he joined the 49ers in 2010. Uh, did he know uh, Did he know the doctor? That's what I want to know. He was arrested and charged with carrying a concealed gun in 2016. He was later arrested for simple assault and battery. Later arrested in 20 in 2009. That doesn't make sense. Okay, the doctor had treated him. Yeah. So the doctor wrote a crazy uh, 
is an essay. We're gonna read that here in a second. Oh, this is, this is it right here. A note published onto the doctor's Facebook page following the news of his death, providing words that he recently wrote before he passed into glory. One day when I depart this body and find myself in the presence of the Lord, my time, however, it will be measured, will be filled with the praises and the wonder of Jesus. The chilling note went on to mention walking with his wife, who died alongside him yesterday in heaven. We have no idea what heaven will look like, only that it will be perfect. So, wow. So, I hate to go back to politics after covering such a... Shitty story. The doctor posted Garth Brooks lyrics. Garth Brooks lyrics. Well, uh, change of pace here. Let's go to Bernie Sanders, somebody we admire. Is uh, He's going to give us some details on the lesser-known points of the American Rescue Plan. Uh, and second of all... Hey, 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 somebody left when I put up Bernie Sanders. What the fuck? You don't leave when I play a video of Bernie Sanders? Make sure we get the money out to rural America, including small towns in the state of Vermont, who often are not beneficiaries. Burlington very well, but we've got a lot of small towns uh, that need the help uh, as well. I wanted to add and just make you cognizant of this, is there is a whole lot in the recovery plan, uh, rescue plan, that people are not aware of. Just give you a few examples. Yes, I want the examples. Above and beyond everything else. We tripled funding uh, for after-school and summer programs. All right? So you guys are running uh, after-school or summer programs. There's going to be a lot more money available for you. And I don't have to tell anybody, this has been a terrible year for the kids. It's been a very disruptive year in education. We want, we're working with the governor's office to make sure that we have outstanding summer programs this year, which will help kids maybe regain some of what they lost academically. Well, see, that's cool. Maybe have some jobs programs as well. Uh, Now, this is all the shit that the Republicans were bitching about, not having to do with COVID. After school, expanded after school. Uh, in summer programs as as well. Probably going to be two full uh, years by the time we get around to it. In, uh, Barry, Barry City Clerk. Thank you, Senator, uh, and thank you for including me. I'm Carol Dawes. I'm the Barry City Clerk and Treasurer. I'm hey, Carol. The chair of the Legislative Committee for the Vermont Municipal Clerk and Treasurer's Association. Uh, and Ted has certainly touched on a lot of Damn. things that are, that are sort of municipal-wide, uh, one of the big ones being loss of, of revenue. The city of Barrie certainly experienced uh, tremendous reductions in revenue for... Um, so, like, okay. so it seemed like the doctor, which, I mean, this, this kind of shit happens. The ultimate warrior, like, got inducted into the Hall of Fame and then fucking died the next day. It was weird. Not the day after the holiday, it was the day after Raw. 
He goes on like he gives this like weird statement like, "Hey, is it? It has to be just coincidence." I that's wild that he would post that within hours of him dying or within days. Shit. I don't believe in a god, but that seems that that stuff seems too on the money to be coincidental, right? Uh, fiscal year twenty, and then uh, fiscal year twenty-one, which were like the in, fiscal policy. Uh, thankfully, we had enough advance notice that the council could um, adjust our budget before we set our tax rates to make sure that our tax rates. Um, we actually cut our budget to to make up for the. Uh, projected $500,000 worth of revenue shortfall. Um, but that meant we were cutting services to to uh, the public too. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Scott will go into- Talk about, talk about romantic about speaking about death. I want to really- Fucking John Prine in that last album. Um, and the clerks throughout the state. And then he dies of COVID. Similar circumstances across the straight state. Uh, closed offices, furloughed employees, um, developing ways to continue to serve the public while putting protection measures in place. Here in Berry City, City Hall has been closed uh, for more than a year now, uh, and yet we still provide services to the public. We're still issuing marriage licenses and collecting property taxes and uh, issuing dog licenses, and we have to continue to provide those services. Well, yeah, you gotta have dog licenses. Even during a pandemic. Speaking of dogs, let's check in with Matt Gates. Key figure in Matt Gates' probe likely cooperating with federal prosecutors. I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today, Joel Greenberg's defense attorney said. The legal peril Representative Matt Gates is facing appeared to increase sharply Thursday after a court hearing indicated that one of Gates's close friends from Seminole County, Florida, a tax collector, Joel Greenberg, is likely cooperating with federal prosecutors. The potentially ominous development for the close ally of former President Donald Trump came as prosecutors and a defense attorney for Greenberg appeared before a judge to discuss the next steps in a recently expanded criminal case charging Greenberg with sex trafficking of a minor, as well as stalking, bribery, and defrauding the pandemic-related Paycheck Protection Program. I am sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today, Greenberg's defense attorney, Fritz Scheller, said after the hearing. The federal probe looking into whether Gates had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paid for her travel began last year and grew out of the Greenberg investigation. We believe this case is going to be a plea, federal prosecutor Roger Handberg said. My hopes would be that this is done this month. Scheller agreed that his client is looking to deal. I expect this case to be resolved with a plea, the defense lawyer said moments later. However, Scheller said he doubted the details of the agreement could be hashed out by the end of April. I don't think it is realistic for the plea to be resolved this month. The briefing took less than 10 minutes and attorneys did not mention Gates by name in court. The exchange and Scheller's extended comments to reporters 
Following the session, however, strongly suggested that Greenberg is assisting the prosecution and that Thursday's events were choreographed to turn up the heat on Gates. Gates did not respond to a request for comment on the latest turn in the mushrooming. What a fucking word. Mushrooming. Mushrooming legal saga. I do not need to hear about Matt Gates's mushrooming. Scheller emphasized to journalists that talks about a potential deal with the government have been underway for at least a month. The defense lawyer also said he expected the ongoing plea discussions to take some time to resolve because he expected prosecutors would need high-level approval for any agreement. (laughs) The new development signals potentially serious trouble for Gates as prosecutors now have someone close to the congressman apparently willing to provide an insider account of his activities. Such information and perspective can be vital to provide context for the financial and travel records prosecutors are known to be scrutinizing. Greenberg, however, could have credibility problems as a witness if he takes the stand against Gates because the former tax collector faces separate charges of having sex with a minor and for falsely smearing a rival as a pedophile. Of course, it's always projection with these people. But Greenberg could prove useful to prosecutors without taking the stand, including by leading them to evidence that could corroborate what he has to say. Apparently, they are also looking into a trip that Mr. Gates made to the Bahamas. CNN reporting today, federal investigators are scrutinizing Matt Gates' trip to the Bahamas. The investigation includes the scrutiny of the trip. Battled Republican Congressman Matt Gates now fundraising. Now fundraising. Oh, well, let's see what you got to say. Investigation into whether he had a sexual relationship with an underage girl and whether he paid her. The close Trump ally sending out this fundraising email to his supporters with the subject line. They're coming for me in which he denies wrongdoing yet still tonight. I wish you people could feel shame. I wish you could feel shame, Matt Gates. Learn to feel embarrassment. It would save the rest of us reasonable people a lot of fucking headache. CNN previously reported that investigators have also been examining allegations that Gates had sex with an underage girl who was 17 at the time and with other women who he provided drugs and money in violation of sex trafficking and prostitution laws. CBS News, which first reported on the trip to the Bahamas, was told by a spokeswoman, Rep. Gates has never paid for sex, nor has he had sex with an underage girl. What began with blaring headlines about sex trafficking has now turned into a general fishing exercise about vacations and consensual relationships with adults. Investigators are considering Gates' connections to several associates in Florida, who may uh, have benefited politically in return for providing the congressman with benefits, including escorts. Are 
Are you making, did I say trafficking wrong? Is it, it's my Southern accent. I try really hard. <laughs> my apologies. Oh, oh. I need like sometimes the southernness comes through. I don't know how sad things. I don't talk like that at all. I'm sorry. Florida Sue CDC. It's always Florida. Fucking Matt Gates is the congressman from Florida. Florida Sue CDC over cruising as timeline to get cruise ships back in U.S. waters remains unclear. Once again, I don't read these stories. Like, I catch up with the news with you guys every night. I just saw Florida Sioux CDC. I didn't know it was over goddamn cruise ships. Jesus. Governor Ron DeSantis announced Thursday that Florida has filed a lawsuit against the federal government and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to end the halt on cruise industry operations. You know, the thing that spread... COVID all over the fucking world. Cruise ships were prevented from leaving ports with passengers by no-sell orders issued by the CDC more than a year ago. That order was replaced with the agency's conditional sell order published in October that requires cruise lines to abide by CDC-instituted phases for a return to cruising but hasn't allowed them to resume selling yet. The CDC's plan isn't working fast enough according to DeSantis. Florida is fighting back, the governor said, during a briefing at Port Miami, flanked by cruise line employees and state and local officials. This is not reasonable. This is not rational. (sighs) You know what's not reasonable or rational? Getting people killed over goddamn cruise lines. DeSantis insisted that the CDC shutdown order was still in place and that there is no end in sight. DeSantis said that the CDC's order, uh, the CDC's order was not preventing people from cruising, but instead only putting Florida and the U.S. ports at a competitive disadvantage as cruise lines move ships to other ports of the world. Which is weird because, you know, like Europe's completely shut down right now. Yep, yep, yep. There, I think it was Vice did a, a, a very interesting piece on uh, the fact that cruise ships are just like, they're junking them right now. Here we have a congressman from Florida. Hello, my name is uh, Carlos Jimenez, and... Um... I am the congressman who represents Florida uh, Congressional District Number Carlos Jimenez. And uh, I know that the issue of the port very well. Port of Miami is, or actually was, the cruise capital of the world. And I say was because no ships have been operating out of the Port of Miami for about a year. And uh, it's that's just what's going to keep that's to revamp. With any business, until we get this shit under control, you're putting them at a disadvantage by having them do these stops and starts over and over again. That is going to kill business faster than anything. And let, if 
you just paid everybody to stay the fuck home, we would have got this over with faster. Everybody would have been happier. None of these businesses would have went over or went under. You did rent freezes and mortgage moratoriums. Yes, not wearing a mask has consequences. It's obsolete conditional sale order. Uh, as it stands, it, ex- it entirely ignores the rapid rate of vaccination across the United States and unfairly singles out. The- I'm glad he brought that up. We're going to talk about vaccinations here in a second. That hasn't been able to operate in some fashion here. Along with uh, listening to Senator Kennedy give us a shutdown. If we're to follow the science and believe the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine, then why is the CDC... Give us a little performance. Sing a song for us about vaccinations. Just like it has allowed airlines, rail companies, ground transportation, hotels, and theme parks. To me, it's unfathomable that they they don't even take in consideration that vaccines are a reality in their sale orders. Uh, It's unconscionable. This irresponsible decision by the federal bureaucrats who have no concept of what is actually happening out in the real world is deeply hurting South Florida. As I said, this is the... I would like to bring up what's actually happening out in the real world, Representative Jimenez. Vaccine refusal may put herd immunity at risk. Researchers warn. You're, You're on a wait list. Meanwhile, in fucking East Tennessee... Like, nobody's showing up. Despite the fact that millions of people have been vaccinated safely, Craner worries about complications. She believes that some people are having life-threatening reactions to the vaccine that the media aren't reporting, and she's worried because it's so new. We don't know the long-term effects. We don't know what that's going to be. This is a woman that NPR interviewed. A recent NBR poll found that one in four Americans said they would refuse a coronavirus vaccine outright if if offered. Another 5% are undecided. That was one of the things Producer Dave brought up in the stream the other day. Is it just going to taper off at about 65-67% and we'll never reach herd immunity? COVID infections, exactly. Now, some researchers are increasingly worried that this reticence will be enough to prevent the nation from reaching what's known as herd immunity, the point at which the coronavirus can no longer spread easily through the population and transmission beaters out. Reaching high levels of vaccination would mean new outbreaks of the coronavirus would die down quickly, as opposed to growing and spreading. Up until now, the nationwide vaccine campaign has seemed uh, has seen demand outstrip supply, uh, but uh, Mock Dad says he believes that will soon change. That's as I said. That's what's happening in East Tennessee right now. They're already like sitting at vaccination sites, going, "Here we are. These are going to spoil. Where are you at?" It's hard to know exactly how many people will choose not to get vi- uh, vaccinated. The NBR polling has seen the numbers of people say they would refuse a vaccine drop since the question was first asked in August, and it continues to fall. So 25% say no, 5% unsure. Ooh. 
The numbers who may refuse the vaccine remain potentially too high to contain a respiratory virus such as SARS, uh, COVID-2, which requires a large segment of the population to be immune. Nobody knows exactly how large, but based on other diseases, researchers believe it is far above the current 32% of the U.S. population that's gotten at least one shot to date. What most of us want is a safe return to something that looks more normal. Uh, this is the guy who models the coronavirus outbreak at Northeastern University. That means 80 to 85% vaccinated, probably. There remain many obstacles to the U.S. getting to the roughly 80% immunity threshold and some unknowns. It's unclear, for example, how many of those who say they will refuse a shot are immune because they've already had COVID-19. And roughly 20% of the population are children under the age of 16 who are not yet eligible to receive a vaccine, making it even, even more crucial that adults do get vaccinated. Now that's, that is uh, a good way to get to the boomers that might have had the, uh, the QAnon bullshit get into their heads. So a third of COVID survivors suffer neurological or mental disorder, according to a study. This was of 230,000 participants. Mostly American patients were diagnosed with a brain or psychiatric disorder within six months, suggesting the pandemic could lead to a wave of mental and neurological problems, scientists said this week. Researchers who conducted the analysis said it was not clear how the virus was linked to psychiatric conditions, such as anxiety and depression, but that these were the most common diagnoses among the 14 disorders they looked at. Now, apparently brain fog for months afterwards is a common uh, side effect of getting COVID, so I could totally see that leading to depression. I hope so, Dustin. I hope. <laughs> There's so many people out there that are like, I never wore a mask. I haven't got COVID. Interestingly enough, as of right now, nearly half of all the new U.S. virus infections are just in five states. New York, Michigan, Florida, uh, Mr. DeSantis, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey together reported 44% of the nation's new COVID-19 infections. This is in the latest seven-day period, according to John Hopkins University. Interesting. Meanwhile, they have halted the AstraZeneca vaccine in the UK. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, okay. They had halted it. it the story is updated since I put it on the, on, the, on the board over here. It was a couple of days ago. Carry on jabbing Boris Johnson and Kier Stromer both back safe AstraZeneca vaccine and urge people to have second dose 
after a decision not to give it to under 30s overlinked to rare blood clots suffered by 79 people out of 20 million doses. Yeah, that's a that's a small number. And God, when compared to the number of people that would normally get blood clots. Mm. The government, opposition, politicians, and medical experts were tonight rushing to shore up confidence in the AstraZeneca vaccine after health chiefs uh, ruled it should not be given to Britons under the age of 30 amid fears the move could damage the public's faith in the jab. Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock tweeted that the British-made vaccine was safe and that the benefits far outweighed the risks for the vast majority of adults. While Labour leader Keir Stromer said he was looking forward to getting his second dose. It came after the government's vaccine advisory group ruled today that people aged 18 to 29 should be offered an alternative to the AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine, while experts continue to investigate its link to rare blood clots. Three times the normal rate is worrying. But it is indeed rare. So yeah, this is... Yeah, that's one of those that's one of those debates. I see what you're saying. Now, what's not up for debate is how bad of a singer Senator John Kennedy is. At least I'm assuming I say that before I actually watch this video and hear him. Maybe, maybe old lady Kennedy is actually really good. So Take it away, Senator Kennedy, with your serenade. Born free, as free as the wind blows, as free as the grass grows, born free to follow your heart. Live free (laughs) and beauty surrounds you. The world still astounds you each time you look at a star. I'm Senator John Kennedy. I can't sing very well, but I'm free. Be free. Be cool. <laughs> Get the vaccine. I did. It works. <laughs> he said be cool. He said be cool right after doing the most uncool thing I have ever witnessed in my life. God damn, I hate this man. Let's watch it again. Born free, as free as... I'm not high enough for this shit. As free as the grass grows, born free to follow your heart. Live free and beauty surrounds you. The world still astounds you each time you look at a star. I'm Senator John Kennedy. I can't sing very well, but... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. (laughs) Speaking of right-wing chuckle fucks, gets back from his pee or otherwise he just doesn't want to be involved with this segment. Nah. I'm out. Um, I'm out. Look, 
This is right here because we did this last week where I showed you, you know, as someone who, uh, and a lot of people out there, you can comment if you've been involved with any grappling sports. These aren't uncommon positions, right? Pinning positions. Yeah. Um, we did it in the studio, and people said, well, what the, what the fuck? They got these motherfuckers dressed up like Keystone Cops or some shit. What the fuck? Long. I don't want to do this, but again, the point is the drug. Oh, he absolutely yeah, wants he, to do this. He, he promoted the shit out of it, did he not? It was all over the place. He absolutely wanted to do this. And this is like, I scrubbed through a show to find where he did this. Of course, he did it at the end of the show. He saved it for the end. He teased it the entire show. He absolutely wanted to do this. He even wore his fucking shirt for the self-promotion that he knew he would get. Because he knew everybody would watch this stupid fucking clip of him doing this. The three and a half times the lethal dose of fentanyl matters. I don't expect this to be pleasant, but I think that people need to see what it's like with the closest to, uh, you know, uh, controlled conditions that we can recreate as far as body mass, weight, situation, to see what it actually might be like if someone is not in an agitated, uh, significantly overdosed state. That's the reason for this. I can't imagine they pulled his arms back behind him. Yeah. I'm going to uh, lay down here. We'll have people restrain. So Toke Allen is... Oh, you got to step uh, back towards the building there. Back You're going out of range. The there you go. Step back towards... Oh, oh is it the go. microphone that's out of range? There you go. Right okay, there, there you go. 193 pounds. And Token Allen, you can see right here, is 195 pounds. There you go. Is that, is that how much Chauvin weighed? Okay. Uh, and then uh, I don't want to weigh myself right now because after my leg injury, but uh, let's go with 230. There you go. <laughs> hey. So the microphone needs to stay about you need where to you yourself. are. It doesn't matter all that much. Bre yeah. Even Brennan is weighing himself. It doesn't matter. What were you saying there, uh, Gerald? I was saying the microphone needs to stay roughly where you are right there. We get a little... needs to stay roughly where I am. Yeah. Okay, Brennan can... They didn't even test out their fucking wireless mics and what the distance was on them before they went out here and did this. I'm on the ground here. Um, Finnegan, that's not going to make any difference here. Like, why is this reminding me of a Beastie Boys video? Uh, not on my... Uh, so, Finnegan, come here and hold this microphone, because I don't think that microphone works. All right. Put him on my wrist, just okay? just a prop. I, I can't right, stand so can it. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can. Yep. Is Dave back yet? Motherfucker no, planned it. I think, okay. he's, uh, I think he's avoiding By the way, these are segment. much smaller handcuffs than actual... Put them around my wrist. Yeah, not for him. These are much smaller handcuffs than actual handcuffs, just so you know. Dave's back. Hey, Dave's back. So <laughs> these handcuffs actually have less room, like a little bit more distance. Okay. Now I'm going to get a little, a little echo in my own uh, sound here. Okay, Sorry. we're going to lay oh, down. I was, I was hoping I'd, I'd be part of this. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Are you okay? Oh, you want me to face this way? I despise Stephen Crowder. Somebody move your earpiece to the other ear because they'll be kneeling right where it's oh, attached to your shirt. Okay, yeah, move your earpiece hard. to my other ear. Yeah. Well, the point is I can't have it on my stomach. So, well, whatever you need to do. Go ahead. Well, let them, let them do the thing. not break my mic pack. There you go. Okay, right. gotcha. Okay. Right. I really have to pee, too. So, uh, Do okay. you? So let me know when you guys are ready to start. Right, the I'm ready to. I'm ready, ready to go. I mean, this is the end of his show. So hey, how do you think George, George Floyd felt? Stop it. That's what I'm just saying. Well, hold on a second. They're, they don't. They didn't say they started the timer. We're ready when right, you ready? are. Ready and three. I'm two. guessing the knee is not going to go on his neck. Okay. All right. So timer down. Neil. Neil. Neil on my Neil. neck here, shoulder. Up. Oh, pause the timer. Oh my goodness. It's okay. There we go. All right, uh, now I'll roll it back. It's actually more uncomfortable Nine. for me because I have go. a bad shoulder. So um, my left shoulder right now has popped out of the. Stomach. Everybody knows oh, like the problem with this, right? Well, no, of yeah, course no, I already complained. Hey, you know what, Dave? Sometimes you deserve to be arrested. 
That's true. He's specifically meaning you, Dave. No, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, my response is agreement. I think uh, uh, Floyd was having a panic attack. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think they were more like on the hamstring area. Okay. So, you know, the, it's, it's a... Uncomfortable position for sure. It's supposed to be... Much different world than knowing for a fact you're going to be laying there for only nine minutes and you've got your friend... really hurts my left shoulder just because of... Uh, not putting his weight on, because like, notice they're just kind of like again. He did that. Yeah. If you've if you've done any grappling or been around professional wrestlers and shit, like fucking. He's not putting his weight on him. Whereas you know, Chauvin, we watch the video. Chauvin has Floyd's arm, pulling it back with his knee on his neck. We're getting ready to hear from the medical expert, not a dumb fuck like Steven Crowder, a medical expert, actually tell us what George Floyd was going through, and it wasn't this. I'm asking, would this kill someone? Right. Yes. We don't know yet. It looks like his right knee is on your back more than Chauvin. Not, not what you're doing. No. But what you're doing is not what happened. There's new evidence coming in, so I don't really of his know. Low back. Well, I'll, I can pull the, the right? photo back yeah, up. Yeah, pull the photo if there are any changes. That I don't want to cover up the, the okay, screen. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, good idea. Uh, please grab his arm and torque it. Not, not on the. Uh, oh, wait, oh, we won't be realistic here, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, token out. Let's also because now they're saying it was on the neck and shoulder. Let's move the knee to a little more. Uh, it was more. No, no, it wasn't on the shoulder. It was across the shoulder. Wouldn't blade. you have to restart at the clock? No, no, no. They yeah, still the no. It was on the neck. We saw it like that. He's nowhere near it. Yeah. So he would. Chauvin would have to but move just like that as well. He it, would move to to reposition. My the point photo is, your there. breathing does sound strained. Which, if somebody is on fentanyl, that could be my, deadly. Yes. Yeah, so this is yeah. a submission. This is yeah, not, not a submission, but this I, is a I, position of restraint. I guess, Dave, I don't understand your point. You almost called it a submission hold. They shouldn't be restrained? I guess my point is, is if you do think somebody's on a lethal narcotic and you know that this can affect their breathing, they it didn't. may not be the They best didn't know situation. that. They, they didn't. knew he, he was said on... he didn't take drugs, Dave. Yeah. They knew well, of he course had... he said he didn't. They knew that he Dave, had something what are you, in but, system. Dave, so what, what is your suggestion? That they should have known that he was on four times the dose of fentanyl? Well, no. What's he keep saying four times? Like, he was trace amounts of fentanyl. This is unpleasant. It but looks that's unpleasant. It. Yes, but so is prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends there, on. Well, right, there's a look, lot of unpleasant. Move things. it back to my neck if you get the picture. Whatever you guys think is—is <laughs> is this close enough? I just don't. I don't want people to say that I'm not doing it. So no, I, can't. I think I think that. Oh, I think people are going to say plenty. Like, yeah, they're. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, I'm going to have plenty to say about I, this. That seems to be from this Pretty angle close. the proper. I'm certainly not high enough for it. He had his right knee on his low back, is what I'm saying. So that's the thing that I think. That's is a the part bit too. That oh, the is right knee. Yeah. yeah, I think that right knee. I, I don't know. Just leave it where it is for now, because if any. I do want you to. Know, I want you. I specifically arrange the stories to where it is the juxtaposition. We're going to get the actual expert telling us what was going on with George Floyd here in just a second. Does he feel any straining from you? Does he feel anything that would indicate that you're suffering? But Steven Crowder didn't do that. Now, did he? Uh, yeah. And by the way, I don't think the guy was on his legs for the whole time either. Right. I don't. I don't know. I Wasn't can't he on tell. there only a portion of the he time? He was only on there for a portion of the time, and then he was holding his legs more with his hands than anything okay. else. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So how long was that? Uh, just let me. Should we do that? Should we have Brennan do that? Uh, let's wait a couple more minutes to do that. If you're. Oh, great. Yeah. So listen. I mean, this is uncomfortable. Don't worry. This you only have eight minutes, thirty seconds left. So token Allen, let me ask you this: uh, Can you? I mean, what do you? What okay, are you guys, so you guys doing okay up make there? Make sure he shouldn't be sitting on your calves. <laughs> down there. 
No, he's not he's sitting, on my, he's he's sitting is, on my hamstring. He's like drink. sitting on his calves. He should uh, be more propped up. Oh, okay. So he looks like a coked out Irish 70s cop. Hold on a second, Dave. I need to hear what they're Tim, saying. I'm sorry. Dean of Ireland. We're going to finish up tonight with... He should be more propped up. Like he should be... Uh, international news. You, should, you shouldn't be sitting on your calves so, as much. Yeah, more, so what do you Higher. mean? More on your knees or more, more on, on your feet? More on his knees. Uh, given. Okay. Yeah, more on yeah, your yeah, knees. Okay. All right. So more I weight. think that goes to show, though, by the way he's sitting, he's trying to be yeah, comfortable. I don't think the cop's trying to be comfortable on Floyd, where that means all of his weight's going to be shifted to his knee, which is on George Floyd's neck. Well, at least somebody brings up the obvious. If his if his right knee is not on his low back, definitely higher. Yeah, then that's like, different. Yeah, yeah it there is. You go. Well, I tell you, look, I'm closer. definitely gonna have a, uh, the continued spasm in my neck, which won't be fun to take to change my mind tomorrow. But again, I can yeah. move my head right here. He's putting you're putting all your weight on me there, Tokenon. Yeah. <laughs> it probably feels pretty uncomfortable for Token Allen to be yeah. doing this. Now be, let's go back and forth, move to the other position on my, my shoulder where he spent most of the time we know now. Which just kind of, I don't know, so it wasn't on the shoulder, it was just, it was a little bit, was, was that shoulder where it was? Blade. I just don't see this back. as the same move, though. What? Dave, it's not. How, how do you see it as so different? And this, and this, the, photo. the photo, do you think he... What's the point of even doing this when we've got... All the weight was on the front of his knee. The, the yes, look at how he's police look at how supervisor saying what is that's not what he was trained to do. He's very we've got tired. force of... Use of force experts. Just make your body upright. Testifying that's not what he was supposed to do. Higher. Chauvin himself wanted to plead guilty. Little back. Barr rejected his plea. Not you, Brennan. So Stephen did that change anything for you? And just hold my feet. Now that's what happened. Now ask Token now if he feels that he's got to put more pressure on his knees. Well, I'll tell you what. It actually is less weight on me from when he got up. I okay. have less weight on me. Probably and again, anyone, anyone who knows anything about grappling knows that the more upright you are that way, you actually can't exert downward. You can't exert, it's a diagonal pressure. Yeah. Kind of like when a wrestler shoots. A lot of people say, man, how did that wrestler shoot so quickly for a double leg? Because um, a lot of people think it's just powered by gravity. It's actually not. It's powered by a forward motion diagonal. Three minutes so you're kind left. Of propelling yourself down to the ground. Right. So if Tokenowen can lean, which he was doing before, I hate Steven Crowder. Bringing off the balls of his feet and putting more weight on me. There's less weight on me now. But he already went back down, though. Like, that means he was uncomfortable. Are you talking about Tokenawan or Steven? Tokenawan. Yeah, I no, think I don't think Stephen maintains looks, the same position the entire time. I think we have a, a photo and you look of one deathly position. uncomfortable right now. I'm very yeah. uncomfortable. Of course, it's not comfortable. Restraint positions are not comfortable. I'm not saying that he even said deathly uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just pointing out <laughs> what I'm looking at. Well, so here's the thing, right? Can't I? He used the word deathly to describe it. I just don't understand. What's when the point? We Literally said deathly. Are supposed to be entirely comfortable. What I am saying is, this is uncomfortable. I don't think if I demanded to be put on the ground and kicked a cop, this seems like getting off easy and would be entirely appropriate. Look, two minutes to go. But you know what? Move it back to my neck, since people want. Some people still believe that's a thing. We're not in the street. What? Well, kind I of. Am. Well, just because it's Stephen. I haven't worked for him that long. Stephen doesn't realize there's a lot of people out there right now that hope Tokenawan makes a mistake. Oh, there's like. Millions. Well, that's true. I think that's a little high up now, right? That's on my head, not my that's neck. More yeah, that is head. high up. Yeah. But see how he's he's shifting. Well, so, so Tokenawan. Exactly. Cops don't just sit there and maintain the exact same position. They move around seconds. a little bit. He just shifted weight from, by the way, my neck to the back of my head, where even in early UFCs it was illegal to strike, <laughs> Dave. Yeah. I hope I hope this is enough for you. 
I, we're I don't hard see why it's all on me. <laughs> you know, you're fine. No, I think like, what we're showing here is that, look, somebody can do just fine in this position. It's uncomfortable. Somebody can do just fine in this position. We're getting ready to hear what a fucking expert thinks. I do grappling, and my father, who's a... Yeah, you see, this was illegal in sports. ...under side control for him. I would not be able to maintain that for nine minutes. And by the way, I have been talking this whole time, and in case people wonder, I talk really fast, and uh, I have a, you know, I have a, 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 heart, a heart condition. Yeah. It's a chest condition where my bone grows into my heart. I have to get surgery in July. The point is... Sounds like El- or Alf. The point is that this is probably more difficult for me than it is for a lot of you out there watching, uh, but I also don't have four times the lethal dose of fentanyl in my system. That's and true. again, I'm just laying seconds. down because this is more comfortable. No, I can still get up. I can switch my face. It's more comfortable for me to and lay. And so my did head George down. Floyd, by the way. He did pull his head up and move his head yeah. around. So, so just so you wow, know, wow, play where it sounds like I'm normal, yeah. but it's less comfortable for me to do a neck flex. Well, and I'm also just throwing stuff in there because I'm trying to, you know, time. Sure. Ten you, Dave, you in their third Nine, chair, nice eight, and comfy. Seven, seven, it's very after nice. having just relieved yourself. Five, oh, five. Four, We're four, almost there. Three, I can't believe we watched nine and a half minutes of this bullshit. Seconds. Happy New Year. All right, Tokenau, get off. Get off. Okay, good. There right we go. Get We're him done. Up. All right. Get him up. Help there him we up. Go. Help him up, though. Okay. Well, they, they don't have earpieces. Oh, okay. no. Oh, Who's this oh. guy? What the? That? What? Okay. Oh. What the fuck did I just see? God damn. All right. So here is. Dr. Martin Tubin, a physician who specializes in pulmonology and critical care medicine. Now, uh, whose word are you going to take on it? Dr. Tubin or Stephen Crowder? Were you able to observe whether Mr. Floyd's breathing was impacted by the handcuffs and the placement on the street? Yes, I was. Uh, what did you observe, Dr. Tobin? What, what I observed is particularly is in terms of the hands of the police and the handcuffs, particularly on the left side. So they were forcing his left wrist up into his chest, forcing it in tight against his chest, forcing it high up. Did you see any of Steven Crowder's people doing that to him? And you have to keep in mind that the opposite side of this is the street. So he was being squashed between the two sides. And so this meant that he couldn't exert his pump handle because, I mean, the street totally blocked his pump handle. There was no way he could do any front-to-back movement. And again, the way they were pressing in on the back, there was absolutely no way that he could do any front-to-back movement. Then in addition, because of the knee that was rammed in against the the left side of his chest, sometimes the knee was down on the arm or in against the chest. So this would have the same effect. So basically, on the left side of his lung, it was almost like a surgical pneumonectomy. It was almost to the effect as if a surgeon had gone in and removed the lung. Not quite, but along those lines. So there was... Oh, I'm Steven Crowder. I'm going to lay here and I'm going to flop around with somebody on my back. I'm going to act like it's the same thing. Oh, oh, oh. But no, apparently it was as if the man had one of his lungs removed. Virtually, 
very little opportunity for him to be able to get any air to move into the left side of his chest. So he was going to be totally dependent on what he'd be able to do with the right side. So I don't believe that Steven Crowder properly represented what George Floyd went through. Once again, we are going to pick up when we get to closing arguments of the Derek Chauvin trial. We will be here for the verdict live streaming. Now here, here we have some fun stuff. Well, Mr. Eric Bowling, I guess he's on with uh, BBC, it looks like. The incident uh, took place during an exchange between Bowling and Aisha Mills on a new voting law in the state of Georgia. Yeah, it looks like it happened on the BBC. My thoughts on that. Businesses, their job, their their whole reason for being in, in America, at least, is to create shareholder value. People, shareholders buy into their businesses and they have to increase. And the way you do that is by increasing sales. When the American politics has become so divided, there is no middle ground anymore in politics in America. It's far right and far left. And that's that's the un, undisputed truth. There is no fucking far left in this country. Why do people keep saying that? It's become political. Wearing a mask has become political. A voting law... Because of people like you! Because of people like you! ...ramifications within Major League Baseball. But when you pick a side as a business, you're alienating the other side. Now, typically in America, and I believe you'll have a, a, a liberal Democrat come on, and, and I, I would be remiss to say that this is the way it goes. And typically in America, liberals have always used the boycott as a, as a, as a, uh, a tool, a gun, so to speak, pointing at corporate CEO's head saying, either you listen to us and, and do it. In my lifetime, that has not been the case at all. I've lived through countless fucking boycotts. I, one of the earliest ones I remember was like when I was a kid, Disney had like a gay day, like 94, 95, 96, somewhere along, along those time, that time period. And they had a shit fit over it and boycotted Disney. The Dixie Chicks. They boycotted the Dixie. Wouldn't wouldn't play the Dixie Chicks on any radio station. I worked for a country station and they wouldn't play the Dixie Chicks. They they really are. I just I fuck. And let, another thing, cancel culture. Uh Sinead O'Connor. I I like there was like this I was watching this timepiece on on 1992. Just in passing, they showed that picture of Sinead O'Connor, like, ripping the the picture of the Pope. Oh, my God. That woman got railroaded, and she was right. She was right. I feel so sorry for what they did to her. And it was was people on his side. With things our way, or we'll boycott your your product. Conservatives in America have uh, stepped away from that. I believe the time has come now, the pendulum has swung so far into this woke culture, cancel culture, liberal Democrat world that And didn't and didn't they just boycott the NFL? Didn't they just like burn like uh Kurags and shit? Like wasn't there like 
Haven't they been boycotting shit for years? Isn't it only them doing it? Step up and say, we're 50% of this country. If we do what you've done, the, these corporate CEOs who are, who are listening, catering to only one side, will have to step up okay. and listen to it or lose half their, their, let, their let, sales. Let me hear from Aisha uh, Moody Mills then. Do you think businesses are tying themselves in knots when they respond to each and every cause that, that their consumers or their workers feel strongly about? Well, first of all, let me just go back and address the rubbish that was just said. You know, this attack on liberals and boycotts as if, um, you know, somehow one holding corporations accountable uh, is a problem is just ridiculous. But listen, it's actually Donald Trump now who's the one that wants to claim, you know, a boycott and he's no longer going to drink Diet Coke and he's going to tell his crazy conservative people to stop drinking Coke. So Chick-fil-A liberals is actually trying to, to change the narrative in the conversation. Here's the deal. The deal is that everybody, corporations should include... I mean, hell, I'm one of the people that, like, I'm disgusted by Chick-fil-A. I, I do not want to give them my money, but every now and again, I'll go and I'll get a spicy chicken sandwich. They're fucking good. I can't help it. That's, a, that's, that's how good I am at boycotting shit. Right. So what's happening right now is that an issue voting, which is just fundamentally a right for everybody. I have one every couple of years. God damn it. A liberal or I seriously haven't had one in, in or none of the above, three years. Right. Not with any party. You should be able to go and vote and you should have a fair opportunity and access to that ballot. It should not be made more complicated, difficult or restrictive for you, no matter who Understandable. you are, what walk of life you come from, how much money you have, what race you are, uh, or what ge geographic region you live in, and certainly not what party you are. It should not be more difficult. <laughs> the other day I saw, I was, I was scrolling through my shit and I saw an article that said, if you care about the environment, this is the food you want to avoid. And as I'm, I'm clicking on it, like it, it dawns on me what they're going to tell me as I'm clicking on the article. And I'm like, nope, nope, I don't want to read this. I don't want to read this. Nope, no. Because <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly what it is. It's methane from uh, fucking factory farms. And they're right. They're absolutely right. I want to move to a sustainable type of farming where I get my beef and pigs and shit from right down the road. I don't like our factory farming system. That is fundamental what we're talking about here. So what corporations are doing is they're saying, yeah, we don't want to get into the partisan muck, but at the end of the day, why is voting a partisan issue? Right. Honestly, everybody just access our democracy and they are fundamentally taking a stand for fairness. Well, Conservatives have a problem with that, though, because when the game is fair, they lose, mm -hmm. which is why they're always trying to rig the game. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you just that very first. Point, it, sister. Um, Eric, are you going to be boycotting the, the companies that have. No, so, so here, can I just clear something up? Major League Baseball pulled the all-star game from Atlanta. Atlanta is 50 percent African-American and they did it on the heels of what Aisha has been told, has been fed from the Biden administration, that somehow, somehow this voting rule is, is bad for African-Americans in the state of Georgia. They pulled it from the state of Georgia and put it into Denver, Hold Colorado, with 9.7%. Allow me to finish. 9.7% African-American representation in Denver. Here's what they did to the African... I'll bring you in one second, Aisha. You should be offended by it. they did to the African-American community, minority businesses in Atlanta, in Cobb County. They took... 
$100 million of revenue. They took 8,000 booked hotel rooms. So this jackass is disingenuous. In a state and a city with far less diversity than, than the state of Atlanta. And by the way, if Aisha wants to complain about this, take it up with Stacey Abrams, who's the voting advocate in Georgia, who said it was a mistake. Take yeah. it up with both senators. Hey, 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 hey. They keep blaming it. They keep blaming it on the Democrats. It is Joe Biden. It's the senator's fault and shit. Why Why is it not Brian Kemp and the Republicans in Georgia for passing the law in the fucking first place? Why do they not get the blame for it? For both Democrats, one of them African-American, who said it was a mistake. So, so the point is, just, just to broaden this out, the, the point that Stacey Abrams was making is that actually businesses are hurting Atlanta more by moving stuff out and by the activism Correct. and the stance Correct. they're taking. Aisha, do you want to respond to that one? I do, because I think it's really rich for any Republican, especially a white man, to run around and claim that they care about the economic condition of black communities yep. and black businesses when that's all a lie. Okay, there's that's nothing that, in their policies. The other thing is, is that I don't me. work for the you Biden administration. Eric, I'm so sorry. We I don't, can't hear you. I'm oh, going to let Aisha finish. I don't work for the Biden administration, never have. But what I am is a black person in America. And everything that these voting laws stand for and what they look like are reminiscent to the Jim Crow policies that my family's lived under. Mm-hmm. This, every single thing about it. So this is all about racial discrimination. And how dare you try to act Never. like you are somehow a proponent of black people in He's still running his mouth, isn't he? Just to make a, a point and to try to create a wedge. It's ignorant and it's just disrespectful. That's disgusting. I'm done. Put me off. That's disgusting. I am, I am, I am nowhere yeah. in anything. Throw a fit, snowflake. The problem with American politics is exactly that. Because I'm white, you think I'm racist. That's BS. I'm okay. done. Will you, will you just I'm stay, done. Eric? Will you just stay for this question? Oh, I know you're racist because I just heard you say some racist ass shit right before she called you out on it, and then you acted like a fucking snowflake. You had to throw a little fit because somebody threw your bullshit back at you. Apparently, Geraldo. Also got into some shit earlier. And somebody threw his shit back at him. And I I think we're talking about the same topic, raising America. And the newly elected mayor, we wish her the very best of luck with her policy. Uh, Leo, here's the question. She said, I appreciate the role of white allies in this movement of progress. I don't believe that they have the lived experience to lead a majority minority city. Okay, so she said that. This will be an interesting yeah. social experience oh. or perhaps oh, an experiment. That is the most insulting, racist comment. You know what she's saying? She's saying, because you're white, you don't understand what we as black people go through regarding crime. That makes the assumption then that Joe Biden doesn't know. To say that she is basically in a better position because she's black is insulting, is racist, and it makes no sense whatever. I reject that argument. Hey, Leo, that you have when to was the last time you were in the ghetto? Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, how she how dare you that say you that, sir? I was born. She was, I, was, I live right near the Coliseum. That's where I was I'm born. I'm from Avenue okay? C, dude. Next I'm from Avenue how C. How dare you say that? That you know knowledge that I have you, is helpful. How dare you say that? That knowledge I have is helpful. Insulting. That knowledge that it's I have insulting. from my background what is helpful. What are you trying to draw? Harada, do you think? Let her try. Let her try. Let her try to... 
How Let her try you? a kinder approach. That? Maybe you know, it'll Bill, work. You know what he, we certainly have. You know what Bill just oh, accused me of? Okay. Bill, Bill right. Hammer just accused. Bill, you know what Geraldo accused me of? He accused me of living in a particular area that I don't understand. How dare you? I've been a civil rights attorney for 30 years. I have fought against All discrimination right, for 30 years. Okay, Check Jesus on earth. You? How dare uh, you? Listen, fabulous. I, I How dare you? Let guys. Hey, we started out in a moment of. Okay, okay, so here's the weird thing. It seems like Geraldo is on the side of the Democratic black woman that's the mayor-elect of St. Louis. And it seems like the civil rights attorney of 30 years is, like, wanting to give her shit for some reason. I, on the face of it, just, just like... Civil rights attorney like gives it to Geraldo. I thought like I'd be on his side, but I'm not so sure that I don't know whose side I'm on here. <laughs> oh, what's his name is like, I don't know what's going on here. Huh? <laughs> Damn. And apparently they're bringing on agit pie at some point in time. I can't believe that motherfucker is making a comeback. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. All right, we're going to finish up tonight by going over some international stories. Yes, I'm happy. So, Northern Ireland is seeing unrest. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. We're going to try to catch up together. Uh... This is kind of a, um, a little fluff, fluff piece here. Okay. Six nights of disturbances across Northern Ireland have left 55 police officers injured and aggravated a political crisis that encompasses policing, Brexit, and the endless tug of war between nationalists and unionists. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's that stuff again. Last night was at a scale we haven't seen in Belfast or further afield in Northern Ireland for a number of years, said the assistant chief constable. We are very, very lucky no one was seriously injured or killed last night, given in particularly the large number of petrol bombs thrown. TransLink said the bus driver was very shaken, uh, but physically unhurt. Ten people have been arrested over the past week. The British and Irish governments expressed grave concern that the scenes that supposedly consigned to history had returned. The region's power-sharing executive... Now, this was one of the things that people warned about when Brexit was going on. The region's power-sharing executive at Stormont held an emergency meeting with Simon Byrne, the chief constable. In the assembly chamber, politicians from all parties condemned the violence. <laughs> Indeed. That's what the violence in Ireland was going on like when I was a kid. <laughs> that shit is fairly recent. But there were reports that loyalists are planning fresh protests this weekend and there was no sign of a uh, detente between Sinn Féin and the Democratic Unionist Party 
to chart a way out of the crisis. In some way, things are not as bad as they look. The protests have been small, usually involving just a few dozen people. The main loyalist paramilitary groups have not thrown their weight behind the protests. The Stormont Assembly and Executive are still functioning and giving uh, and giving primacy to peaceful constitutional politics. And no one has died. But the er- undercurrents driving the unrest are deep and turbulent. I, yeah, I don't know enough about the politics, but yeah, I think that's the thing is Northern Ireland wants to stay with the EU and they don't like the whole Brexit deal. I think I don't know enough about it. And this piece was more fluff than it was actual details, but we're going to keep an eye on this and we'll check back in with what's going on in the UK now I believe we're moving to Germany ex-gay adult film star men's rights activist announces a run for office an ex-gay adult film star who is also a men's rights activist has announced a run for office. Indeed, what a sentence. A German-born ex-gay adult film star living in Scotland, I was wrong on this, says he's turning over a new leaf. He's putting his X-rated past behind him and focusing his attention on local politics. 43-year-old Philip Tanzer began working as an adult film star in 2007 performing as Logan McCree. Nudity's not allowed on Twitter, is it? I can't Google him. He became known for his distinctive tattoos that cover most of his body, including his penis and butt. Oh shit, I think I have seen him. In 2008, he won a Grabby Award for Best Fetish Video, and in 2010, he launched his very own website. LoganMcCree.tv, which was sort of like a precursor to OnlyFans, where he billed himself as the hottest German porn star around. Then in 2012, everything changed. Hanser quit the adult entertainment business, left Germany, and moved to Scotland with his girlfriend. After announcing that he had no longer considered himself gay, he became a men's rights activist. Now he's launching a political campaign. Not only that, but he's running on an anti-porn platform as a member of the uber-conservative Scottish Family Party. (laughs) Too slow, ladies. He's already been snatched up. Porn is not a men's problem. The come-in-my-face two-star tells the Daily Mail. (laughs) Both boys and girls consume pornography and both suffer under its impact. When I was younger, I was not clear what path I would take. I was pushed into identifying myself as something at the age of 32 that I was not. The Scottish Family Party best represent my views on life and society. Despite appearing in over a dozen adult films and making a ton of money in the process, Tanzer, who is a vocal supporter of Donald Trump, 
says it never aligned with his values. Had a negative view of the pornographic industry before I even joined it, he says, but I needed the money. Because one can't be anti-porn and pro-gay at the same time. The jock itch star says he doesn't believe LGBTQ history should be taught in schools because it promotes the LGBT plus lifestyles and pornography on children. He's also against same-sex adoption and a banning conversion and banning conversion therapy bans. Ask whether he thinks his X-rated past might hurt his election chances. Tanzer, who now works as a hairdresser, he's still fucking gay. and recently had his Twitter account suspended for making extremist comments, tells the Daily Mail that he really doesn't think so. Everyone in Durness has heard of it, has heard about it, but I really try and help in the community as much as I can, and people are very grateful. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, fuck. Is this a video of him? I think as a man that I would grow up to be too normal. So she bought me a heavy metal t-shirt and she gave me one of her like old leather trousers. This is the guy, the ex-gay adult film star. Makeup quite often and feather boas and spiky um, collars and stuff like that. I'd fuck him. That was me in a beautiful um, silver glitter dress with a... Um, headdress that I made. Maybe let him fuck me. I don't know if he's a top or a bottom. He looks like a bottom in that dress, though. And that was actually my goodbye party from the military. I was in the military for three years. Yep, 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 yep. It all makes sense. So I'm going to go back and watch that. That looked interesting. Now moving to Australia, and this one also involves gayness and videotape. That story about the Australian Parliament gay sex tape leak just took another weird turn. Well, I didn't know what the first turn was, so we're in for a wild ride here. That bizarre story about men filming themselves hooking up inside the Australia's Parliament House just took another unexpected turn. It all started last month when a government employee by the name of Nathan Wynn was fired after footage of him masturbating on the desk of a female lawmaker was leaked to the press. A second video also leaked showing Wynn performing oral sex with his ex-boyfriend, Gavin Cuddy. Well, now it's being reported that Cuddy, who works as a retail manager, himself is responsible for a sex tape leak that has rocked the government down under. Why would someone leak their own sex tape, you wonder? Cuddy initially said it was to put a stop to the toxic, powerful, privileged boy club that does what it wants, when it wants, where it wants. But as it turns out, his motives may have been a lot more personal. According to the Sunday Morning Herald, he leaked the videos after learning Wynn had gotten engaged to someone else. Nathan basically shut him down, and this... Now it was revenge porn? 
I'm not pro revenge porn. I have plenty of naked pictures and videos of people that I don't like, and I would never leak them to anybody. Nathan basically shut him down and his character and has now decided to get even. Wins former boss, liberal MP Warren Etch tells the paper, liberal MP is also not liberal as a U.S. would know it. Let's make it clear it's revenge porn, he says. Yes, it is. Matt Gates was the only congressman to vote against the... Or no, the revenge porn thing might have been the uh, Florida. It was the trafficking bill. He was the only congressman to vote against the trafficking bill. In the U.S. House. In the State House in Florida. He voted against the revenge porn bill. Fucking Matt Gates. Wynn describes Cuddy as a crazy ex-boyfriend who kept sending him X-rated photos even after they had broken up. When men, uh, when Wynn uh, met eventually someone new, Cuddy started spreading hate about me. That's what he said. Uh, meanwhile, Cuddy denies everything, simply saying none of this is true. Huh. Yes, uh, his trips to the Bahamas are now being looked at. Also, his his good buddy, was it Greenberg, is being looked at. Looks like he's cooperating with prosecutors. We covered uh, what his lawyer, Greenberg, I think it was Greenberg. Am I fucking his name up? We covered what his lawyer said earlier today, implying that uh, Matt Gates is in some trouble. Uh, if you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Kami Buddha. Plenty of good channels to choose from tonight. If you're not watching on Twitch, be sure to subscribe, like, share, all that good shit. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin, and McConnell is a hippocrat. (laughs) I'm Justin Freakin, we'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live.